Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Happy Friday! I'm Tracy V. Wilson. And I'm Holly Fry. Here's a little behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. (laughs) Behind the behind the scenes? Behind the behind the scenes. As we are recording this three-part episode uh, on Jim Thorpe, we have some unresolved scheduling questions about how the episodes are going to fall across two weeks. So um, we are... Normally, we would be like, ah, this is the this is the ones that happened on Monday and Wednesday, but we're not actually sure. It's a mystery at this moment in time. Bum, bum, bum. So I uh, I have had Jim Thorpe on my list for an episode for a really, really long time. I might have had him on my list actually before uh, the the two parter that we did on the Fort Shaw Indian School Girls basketball team. Back mm-hmm. in, I think that was 2017. He definitely moved up the list as I was doing the research for that episode because that is when I first learned about um, all the all the stuff that Carlisle was doing to win football games that would later get written out of <laughs> yeah, being <laughs> within the scope of the rules because there just really was stuff that they were doing that fell under the umbrella of, well, it's not against the rules specifically. Nothing in the rule book says we can't shove the ball under somebody's jersey. Right? I feel like I would have been better at sports if stuff like that were an option for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the the whole... I I don't know that I would have it in me to uh, to do this as an actual episode. Because that, as I referenced way back in that um, that episode on the Fort Shaw Indian School Girls basketball team, I like, I don't follow sports. I don't follow any sports. I don't understand football. I think <laughs> I even said in that episode, like, I don't know what the first downline means. And I people have tried to explain the first downline to me. And it just, it's just like, it just falls directly out of my mind. And I'm like, really? nope, you just told me how it works. I still don't understand. So, um, I, and that comes from having watched many years of football games as a member of the high school marching band. So, uh, I don't think I could really wrap my head around an episode on, like, the years of of evolution of, um, of gridiron football rules, but it did go through phases where it was like, wow, these rules are injuring players to the point of death. Uh, we got to fix that. Like, that was a whole thread in part of that trajectory. Yeah. I'm not uh, a big football person. My My very best friend is big into football. And it kind of becomes that thing where I, I like, nod and support her, but I don't really know what she's talking about most of the time. Uh, I understand the rules of football, but it's just never been my game. Um, mm-hmm. More of a hockey person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is fascinating. I I had not realized until you had mentioned it a while back, like, how some of these cockamamie plays worked in an effort to kind yeah. of... Gain an edge. I feel like today, because we did grow up in such a uh, a time when the rules were already pretty well established and regulated, right? There haven't been a lot of changes to football rules in our in our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Like I was so raised in that whole like, if you cheat, you're just cheating yourself, and you have to play straight and fair. And like I, I'm like, I wonder if they ever did that. Like, yes, we got the advantage out of this, but it feels sneaky and not necessarily honorable. 
Well, and it uh, that's really interesting to think about because one of the things that's really clear about Jim Thorpe is that, like, his father really raised his sons. Um, I, I don't, I have, I know nothing about his relationship with his daughters whatsoever, but in terms of his sons, like, he really raised them with a love of sport and a love of play and a love of being fair and a sense that, like, in your games... You, your behavior was sporting. You didn't do things that were unfair or illegal. And so I I wonder how that meshed with, like, Carlisle's trick plays while he was on that football team. I don't actually know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's worth noting, right? Obviously, the stakes of college football today are very different than they would have been then. So even though they did take it seriously in terms of wanting to be the best, it wasn't quite the same... I feel like there was more of a sense of play, and that's mentioned in in these players wanting to play, literally in the sense of, like, playfulness, rather than necessarily being, like, a driven, like, this is how we bring, you know, money into the school, even though that was part of it, not at the same level we're dealing with today in college sports. Right, right. So it, it may have felt a little less problematic because of that. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I am very excited to be sharing three parts on Jim Thorpe. Um, As I said at the top of the episode, that is not what I thought was going to happen when I sat down to turn my notes into an actual outline. (laughs) Uh, And then I think at like 6 p.m. or something, I sent you this note that was like, I have basically a one longish but okay length part one and then a part two that was literally twice as long. <laughs> Got to figure out how to do this. Yeah. In the second part of our three-part episode on Jim Thorpe, mm-hmm. talked about the 1912 Summer Olympic Games, at which he was amazing. Uh, and then about how the AAU and the IOC took his medals away, which made me so angry. Yes. It was a piece of the story I I knew was going to happen. It was it like it was not something that I was surprised to learn or anything like that. What did surprise me though was I had taken all these notes for these episodes and then I started working them into the actual outline to use for the episodes instead of just like half sentences that don't connect to each other. And when I got to this part, I got so angry and I was like, "Wow, I <laughs> I already knew this was coming. I took notes about it. I read all the things. I knew about it before, but wow, I'm just livid at this moment. <laughs> and then when we were recording the episode just now, we got to the part when we were just uh, about to go into the sponsor break leading into the discussion of taking away his Olympic medals. Um, and wow, I just, I got really viscerally angry. And I was like, I, wow, this is apparently the thing that I am furious about today. There's a lot in these episodes to be furious about, to be clear, but that one just viscerally grabbed me today. Uh, tempering that that visceral anger for me is a, a memory that this jogged of my mother. Ooh. Who was, I want to be charitable, a bit of a panicky person. Uh, who would kind of, like, take a bit of information and gallop away with it, thinking she had grasped the full thing and may or may not have. But I remember uh, her invoking Jim Thorpe a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah? When I was a kid or when anyone else 
uh, you know, when I did something or anyone else did something, here is where it came up once. And I just remember being like, huh, um, I uh, did a lot of stuff with drama in high school. I majored in theater and film study in college as well as English. But uh, there was a point where another high school had hired me, I think, to do stage makeup for them for one of their plays. And my mom flipped out. And I mean, like, we're talking like 20 bucks. It was next to nothing even then. And it was one of those things where she's like, you will never get a college scholarship for theater if you do this because Jim Thorpe and like she just like piled some things together that made her very panicky that I should never do any side hustle growing up, which, you know, I was doing all the time uh, because it would somehow come back to bite me in this way. So I don't know if this was a story that got told in her family a lot growing up or what, but she would literally invoke this as like a reason to never accept money for doing anything if you thought you ever wanted a scholarship. Wow. (laughs) I remember being like, you know, in in, uh, classroom assignments to like debate or to write a paper on a subject like, I remember this subject of what counts as an amateur athlete being, like, thrown out as a topic a lot. Yes. Um, and it was a lot of these same questions of, like, if you get a full ride to go to college, does that, are you a professional athlete? You know, then that folds into all kinds of other things about how much money colleges make off of their athletes and whether those athletes are being appropriately compensated for any of that. Like, it's a whole huge thing. Um but yeah, it's uh, it was part of just a whole big discussion of being like, you know, if you say this, if you say you can't, you can't be paid fifteen dollars of meal money a week in a totally different sport three years before, like you're putting big limits on who can compete in the Olympics, like. Right. Well, and it becomes that thing of in my head: is this just a semantics issue? Like, if they had just said, "This is your per diem." Mm-hmm. Would all of yeah. that have not been a problem? Well, and there's also the idea of like amateur is a, that's made up. It's made up. It's a made up definition. It's a made up idea. Uh, I it's you know I get the the fact that it's so connected to the inter- international Olympic movement, but it's like also a term that people created to uh, you know apply to a specific thing that then was just enforced so differently for different players, especially in this story. Um, the the IOC and the AAU did not buy this argument of there were a lot of other people doing it who were doing it under pseudonyms, which which Thorpe was using his own name, so he was he was not disguising his identity. Um, like a lot of other people were getting away with it, and I totally see the argument of like just because everybody else is doing it doesn't make it okay. But then it's like, but everybody else is not being held accountable for it. Only Jim Thorpe is. Right. So, yeah. There's more on this in part three. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.